Amen. Amen. So, so really quick, just a quick review about from last week. Last week we started talking about simplicity, and one of the verses that we talked about was First Thessalonians four, eleven, where it says, "Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your hands, just as we told you." And we were talking. We really talked focused on, on those words having first of all having the ambition to have to lead a quiet life that it's something that we want we want to desire to have a quiet life a simple life um, second one is I, I really like how he says to mind your own business and he has said that number of times he talked about in uh, Timothy he talks about a soldier who who doesn't metal with the civilian stuff feels like just a soldier has its purpose and that's what they're gonna do they're not gonna go look to the left to the right um, so uh, Paul really likes to kind of talk about minding your own business that make the main thing your main thing and we talked about it and we uh, focused on that even when we started talking about time and talent and then uh, we talked about working with your hands and just making sure that we are not idle, that we're not content, but, but seeking and doing what, what needs to be done in our lives. We talked to Trish, brought up KISS. Keep it simple, saints. Definitely it's going to be in my vocabulary for a while because it's been differently for a long time in my vocabulary. Um, so I think it was just important thing. It was a definitely reflection for the past week about how can we have a more simpler life and what are we doing to make it complicated because a lot of times just like uh, that Ecclesiastes verse talked about that a lot of times we're the ones who make it complicated so it's kind of, it's kind of one of those big things and the the main thing that kind of came out of the, the key part of it when we talked about talent and time was kind of looking at Matthew 6 33 we're going to spend more time in Matthew 6 today but Matthew 6 today 6 33 talks about seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well so as we try to simplify things as we're looking at the things in our lives first things first is to seek him seek his kingdom seek his righteousness um and that will guide us to to what what is needed like what was that uh, lady that she has the show about what to throw out in your house and what to keep yeah she was like grab it and how does it make you feel and if it doesn't make you feel special then it, it doesn't spark joy then <laughs> throw it out and i'm kind of like all right does this bring glory to the kingdom does it bring me closer to righteousness no no that's not that's not it but it, it is I, I think that's kind of one of the mindsets because i feel like if we do that a lot of things would there'll be a lot of things that we wouldn't be doing and having if the the mindset would be on his kingdom and on his righteousness um, and i think i think that's that's a interesting th interesting idea for me how that even looks like so it was just as as we talk today 
uh, through the teaching. I, I hope you guys kind of put, put some mental thoughts into it because I would love to have the discussion about how that looks like. Totally separating the world and, and uh, the kingdom. And uh, we're, so we're in Matthew 6. We're going to start off at 19 for today. Do you want to say anything else about it here? So Matthew 6, 19 and 20. Uh, Jose, you have it? Okay, can you just 19 and 20 first? Let's store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up yourselves treasure in heaven. Where moths and vermins do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. Okay, so the first thing, so we, last time again, we talked about time time and talent. Today we're going to talk about the treasures. And there, I think that treasure can be defined in many ways um, of this world. How would you guys define treasure? If, if, if somebody would ask you that, how would you define treasure? Like when they're talking about store your treasure, don't store your treasure on earth. So what treasure are they talking about here on earth? But it's in the scripture. It's, it's very much focuses about the the treasure, whatever the treasure it is, and we will we might we might dive into more about different kind of treasure. But whatever it is, we, we got to make sure that we don't put value of it here on earth. It's it needs to be something that is valued in afterlife. Right. So, and the the. And the, the verse 21, and I'll, I'll read the verse 21, is kind of puts a really end to it about talking about treasure. For where your treasure is, there your heart will, will be also. Right? What you value the most, that's what's deep in your heart. And I think that's very challenging. Right? Because uh, even, even though... Jose and I this morning we were driving we were talking about that right we were talking about that we were talking about like man I really want if if I have any spare money I want I want to better my motorcycle or get a better car or get another birdhouse or like th things like, like that and, and yes birdhouse birdhouse we're very we love birdhouses. <laughs> he builds he builds birdhouses, so it's it's really important. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is that like some sort of yes, like gun ammo talk? Because I know that's, you aren't you weird. aren't about bird watching. I'm like, Wait, what? <laughs> so the purpose of this documentation, <laughs> it's a birdhouse. <laughs> we just love watching those cardinals and bluebirds. Okay. Yes. So it's it's just. I think that that's important, it's important because I feel like that's a huge challenge for you. for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. What what are some of your thoughts on that one? How does that like to me that that hits that hits me pretty much because now I'm I'm being challenged. What's my treasure is and does it really reflect my heart? Especially the the verse before says that your treasure should be heaven bound. Like, so am I treasuring something that is not heaven bound? Yeah. I, I really want, as we're talking about, like all these things that we treasure or value, they're not 
negative things. They're not bad. I could never right. be like, Grandma, I can't, I can't believe you love your children and your grandchildren. How dare you? You know, but what, what it says, again, I think the verse 33 is going to be the key for today. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. It doesn't say just seek his kingdom and his righteousness, period. That's the only thing that you can do. He says, and those things will be given to you as well when your priority, or you have a correct priority. Yeah. Right? I, I, so that, that's the key because I don't want us to walk away from here and be like, I shouldn't love my family. I shouldn't love my hobbies. I shouldn't love whatever. I just need to be locked in and just read the Bible and, and, and worship and that's it. I don't want us to walk away from it because that's not what God wants for, for us. So again, just looking at the treasure when we seek His kingdom, when we seek His um, His righteousness, other stuff is going to come and it's going to bring value to that too. Well, I would. It does make sense, but I think to get to the heart of what you're saying, the reason why we wanted to look at 19 all the way through 33 is that very often these two segments are looked at separately, about storing up treasures on earth and then do not worry. But the reality is, is that this is all part of one thing. And the reason that we store up treasures on earth is because we're worried. We're worried about tomorrow. We're worried about our children. We're worried about putting food on the table. We're worried about having a roof over our head. We're worried about losing our job. We're worried about, and what this passage is saying, again, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and these things like God will take care of you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. So in other words, we don't, we may have wealth, but it's not, we don't hold on to it because we're just passing through. So if God gives us wealth, we steward it the best that we can, like the parable of the servants with the talents, right? They invest it, whatever. But if the first and foremost is like Christina was saying, we have to be obedient. So if God tells you to give it away and you're like, but how am I going to pay my mortgage? Well, like, I mean, make sure you're hearing from God first or you may have some marriage problems. But like, you see what I'm saying? Because I, I don't want to be like that either, where it's like, write that check and God will give you hundredfold. That's not, that's, that's not you have to be wise, you know, we, we have to be wise. But so often our lives revolve and, and really our heart is there because of worry, because we're worried about God not providing. And so our treasure needs to be in heaven to recognize that our very breath, our life tomorrow, nothing is promised. Everything is a gift from God. And so... Like, you know, even just so often, like I was, I was in ministry and I came to a crossroads where I knew that God was having me walk away, but walking away meant losing a salary and meant losing my credentials and meant losing friends and family. And, and it was like, God was like, well, will you seek first the kingdom? Cause here, I mean, that gets real murky cause I'm in church. I'm a pastor, right? I'm a minister. I'm a, isn't that the kingdom? Isn't that, but God very clearly showed me that like, your season here is done. So will you be obedient and follow me and walk away? And it was an extremely difficult decision. But like God made, like you just got this promotion. And it's like, okay, God gave it to you. But what if a week from now, God was like, all right, I gave this to you, but now I want you to do something else. Like, will you be obedient or will we compromise who we are in order to hold on to what he has 
instead of realizing that everything we have has been given to us by him anyway. So I just think it's really important to keep that balance that we don't, we don't like, oh my gosh, money is evil. And like <laughs> try to live like monks in the desert eating locusts like John the Baptist. But at the same time that we're not surrounding our life like, well, I need to make sure I have that life insurance for my kids and that I have the trust fund and I have the, you know, that we, that we ourselves and our marriage and also for our kids that we model that like money's going to come and money's going to go. But the Lord is the same yesterday, today and forever. So I don't know if that like helps find the balance of where we don't store up, but we also don't just like get rid of it all. And going, going back to how we started this, it's, it, it's gotta be about Christ. It's gotta be about him through like, where's our focus at? Through the bad or through the good, where's our focus? When you shared that proverb, don't give me too much that I'll forget about you or give me too little and I'll feel, um, I'll fall into sin. I'll fall into sin so because I don't have enough. Just give me, just give me what I need. You know, and I think that that's the main thing that too much or too little, the main thing I'm asking you to provide, not not anybody else, but you, God, I'm, I'm seeking you and keeping the main thing, the main things, uh, understanding where all this is coming from, where, where we're supposed to be going. And with the stewardship, I, I think, I don't know why, I hope this is going to make sense or not. We actually, today's reading when Jesus talking to the Pharisees and, and he's talking about how how well you get, they're doing at collecting 10% of everything, right? They would say, what are they, they squeeze the gnat or whatever. Like they're so tight about the money and donations and everything. But he's like, but you forgot mercy and justice. You forgot the main thing that I was telling you about. You know, so I, th I think it's one of those things like, it's, I think it's important to have wealth. It's important to make the right decision, all that stuff. But what's more important is to love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor. It's the, and how does that look like when you have a lot or when you have a little? Yeah. You know, I, again, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's we're we're gonna find a place where where it's gonna talk about that you shouldn't have too much, but. We, we, there's a lot talking about seeking God in all those circumstances. Well, I mean, I think a, a really difficult conversation, and this is I, I just really open for discussion, is like if you were to pick some hot button topics that you like don't talk about with people, right? It's like politics and money, right? Because money divides. I mean, marriages break up about it. Churches divide. So. Even in the church, it's like we don't want to talk about money or when we do, it's like, oh, here they go talking about money again. And the more that you ask, the less you want to give. Like it's just this, there's a really um, toxic theology, I believe, in, in the church around money. That mm -hmm. there's either this sense of like, if, if you don't, you have to love the poor and if you have any kind of wealth, then you're horribly unjust and you're an oppressor and you're... You're going to rot and burn. Or it's like the prosperity gospel, right? Like the health and wealth, like if you just name it, claim it, all of that sort of like, God wants you to be wealthy. God wants you to have a private jet. God wants you. Like, neither of those. Let's just start. Hey, like, 
neither of those are biblical. And I, I think it's a really hard conversation to have about where is that biblical balance. It's not it's not that money is evil, but the the love of money is the root of all evil. So we have to keep it in tension. We can't turn money into Satan himself, right. but we also can't take money and turn it into our God. So God needs to be first, the kingdom needs to be first, but the reality is all of us here at this table, even if we're living paycheck to paycheck, we're in like the top 1% of people that have ever lived in all of human history right. in this country. So we may feel like we have it hard, but we're on the high end of the wealthy. And if Jesus back in ancient Israel, you know, he, if he was talking, so kingdom of God was the number one topic that he talked about. If you look at all of Jesus' sermons and everything he talked about, the topic of the kingdom of God is the most frequent topic that he talks about, which is interesting because he says to seek first the kingdom of God. The number two topic that he talks the most about, and this is something that I think is very rarely talked about in church. It's not loving people. It's not, you know, not committing adultery. The number two topic after the kingdom of God that Jesus talks the most frequently about is money. And if it was so important back in ancient Israel when people lived like in mud houses and, you know, they had really simple lives compared to us now with our, you know, Nutribullets and our food processors and our microwave ovens and, you know, it's like a it's like a blender just for oh, smoothies. I, I don't <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, we have all these conveniences. Like, if that was so important then, like, how much more do we need to really wrestle with this now? Like, he flat out says, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And so we, we really need to, like, wrestle, like, where am I spending my time? You may say you love God first, but does your schedule show that? And again, that doesn't mean that you're spending eight hours a day in, in a closet in prayer, you know, fasting and dropping ashes on your forehead. But it's, are you talking to God throughout the day? Are you looking to be obedient and serve him every opportunity you can, you know? With your talent, where are you putting your energy? If you were to really sit down on a scale and weigh, where is most of your energy going? Is it going towards building a career? Is it going towards building a family? Are you a workaholic? Are you like, are you obsessed with sports? Like where, where is your energy going? And then last, like your treasure. You may say that you love the Lord first or you may say that you love your spouse, but if you're building up a kingdom of material things, whether it's actual money or possessions or legacy, then we need to really say like, which God are we serving? Are we serving, you know, material wealth or are we serving the kingdom of God first?